What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> anyway, we're stepping into a new episode of The Bathroom Chronicles. Yeah, I don't feel like doing all the singing like I normally do, but yeah. Question. Is it okay to settle for less? I know the obvious answer would be no. But why do so many people feel as though they have to settle for potential or bullshit ass people and i'm talking about actual relationships platonic relationships jobs why do people feel the need to settle yeah that's what we're gonna talk about tonight um y'all stay tuned in the bathroom chronicles yeah yeah What's up, what's up, this is your boy Black Bear, and you're tuning in to another, an eerie, 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 another episode um, of the Bathroom Chronicles, and of course, um, I always gotta start up with the follow-up of what's been going on within the last week or so, um, a lot of good has happened this week, uh, I really got confirmation from my boss which I she often tells me how good I'm doing but at the same time I'm not really one of those people who really knows how to take a compliment and I can be honest about that I really don't know how to and it's not to say that I don't think it's genuine coming from people or people are not being sincere with me when they are complimenting me I just don't like the limelight. And I wish that I had enough in me to be like, hey, thank you. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I, and I do say thank you, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's just like, mm, I, I, I don't think I'm at a level where I can say I'm proud of myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a working process for me to get to a space where I'm just like, man. You, you you really doing your thing. You you really doing your motherfucking thing. So, um, this past um, week has been filled with a lot of um, hurrahs, hooray, all that good shit. And I I look to my students sometimes, and I think about my process in college, and I'm just like, bruh. If I had the resources that you had, I would have been blossoming earlier on. But I'm thankful for what God allowed me to go into. But this is something that I want to say to all of you guys. Um, and I want to pick you pick your brain a little bit. Um, I know there are a lot of successful people who listen to my podcast and um, I'm who are established beings and they have their thing going or whatever i want you guys to always remember remember how things were prior to your success and to always acknowledge you know the fact that you weren't always perfect because a lot of kids who get into college they have this thought process where it is easy and it's quick. I didn't understand that. I I didn't think success would be quick. And I think it was because I saw 
my mom and my dad and I saw them struggling like my mom worked her ass off I recall her working three jobs at one point my dad working graveyard shifts to the point where I hardly ever saw him and you know they managed they made things happen and I was grateful for those things I've never been the one to say that I didn't appreciate those things I might have made them feel that way because you know I can't tell you how I made them feel I can only speak on what I know and how I feel as a person but a lot of these kids have a very I don't know it's like they they don't really take note of what they are doing they don't really take precaution of their surroundings which makes for disaster to be quite honest and I figured in my mind that if I challenged myself to get into positions like I am in right now that I would challenge my students no matter what when I was working at um, my former college there was I had a couple students who just bullshitted you know what I'm saying But I had a couple of them who excelled and they wanted it. They went in no matter what. And it was times I'd be like, damn, like, y'all slow down. But the students that I had, they were very intelligent, very, um, very involved to the point where they wanted to see success in their surrounding space. And I always enjoyed and I admired their enthusiasm. But I'm always I'm always captivated by what's going on in in terms of the new kids and how they think and what they see as success. One of my students told me that um, (laughs) he told me that he was bald and right. And this dude was like. Hey, my my line is pushing back, like for real, like I'm receding, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like you, I, thinking in my mind, like, "What the fuck?" I didn't say it, but I'm being sarcastic, and I was joking around because the motherfucker told me that I looked like I was 43. Y'all, I looked at that motherfucker. I was just like, "Nah, hell no, nah, hell no." Nah. Motherfuckers be telling me I look like I'm fucking 18 or some shit like that. But not to, to to toot my own goddamn horn or anything. Like, I'm just some young gun-ass motherfucker. But at the same time, I know goddamn well I don't look like I'm 43. But the motherfucker just kept clowning or whatever. And I joned to him a little bit. And I was just like, hey. you you." <laughs> I said, you might as well go bald or some shit. And he was just like, I'm going to go and get me some Rogaine. And, and I was just like, it's pretty expensive. You have to constantly purchase that. And he told me, he was just like, for real? I was like, yeah, it's a treatment plan. And he said, hey, you successful. You can purchase that for me. Y'all, I looked at that little nigga and I was just like, "Uh uh-uh. You can't be, you got to be playing. And he was just like, no, you successful. You got everything that you need. You are in a space. You you here. You, You got a job where you're, you know, advising students. And I was just like, what and I told my coworker about it and she was just like and I and, and I guess we have the same mind frame like we're not as successful yet 
we know we are successful, but we're not where we want to be. And I was just amazed by, you know, what that child had told me. And I was just like, wow, you know, I am to an extent successful and I'm, I'm blessed um, beyond measure. But I'm not where I want to be. And I have a lot of improvement that a lot of improving that I need to accomplish sooner or later. But man, like it's just been an, a, a wonderful week of looking at things in in a different perspective. Um, I have two students of mine from my former school who are going through and they constantly call me a Mr. Laster, this, that, and the third, or, you know, just, just give me updates or whatever. And just to see these men who I'm not saying that I groomed them all the way because they were who they were before I met them, but to see them in a different light to see them mature man i'm just thankful that i was blessed to be around those individuals to give them some form of inspiration i don't know i may have not did everything i needed to do but i know that i was blessed during the small time that i was with them and man when i say i missed them i missed them they were some good kids man good kids um but it leads into the discussion that i have right now as far as tonight's episode of settling you have to understand sometimes you have to break free from what you are accustomed to meaning when you're accustomed to being in spaces where you're comfortable and you're at ease at certain points you will not challenge yourself to go beyond it and that's what i want to talk about for tonight but of course, you know, I got to lead up into it with the, the entertainment news history segment, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I want to um, to break down the news of what's been going on this week. You know, of course, I got my own little my own little shindig. But I, of course, want to acknowledge um the death of um one of the most um amazing entertainers and I say entertainers because he did a lot of shit um John Witherspoon a lot of you guys know him as Pops um or Granddad from Boondocks and stuff like that but this man was like everybody's Pops to an extent like one of my students told me that to an extent this man taught him how to be a man through TV because he didn't have an example. Um, he watched Friday, which was one of his favorite movies, one of my favorite movies. And he was, you know, always elated to see how um, Pops um, treated <laughs> treated Craig in terms of um trying to make him into a man you see at the beginning of the movie he was always griping on craig and i never understood that as a child because i'm thinking like damn this dude is going in on this dude but you know there's a love there but you realize that he is trying to instill values in this person and show him the right way and show him the the importance of working 
the importance of standing your ground and being a man, regardless of what circumstances may become. You know, and and he was, of course, acting. But through those um, movies, you see that in that individual. You see that he captivated an audience by showing people how to act. You know, he acted a clown half the time. But he was a a stand-up guy. And let me tell you something. The majority of shows and movies that you see this man in, he is married or he is a widower who is um, raising his family and ensuring that they get the best care that they need. Like, for instance, um, the Wayne's brothers. Um, He was... A father who had his own business. He was a black man. And not too often do you see successful black men in those positions where he has his own business. And not too often do you see black men taking care of children, right? Not on television. And he was one of few who did that. He was one of few. And I just like, it's it's really sad. It's really sad that you know he's gone but man he left a legacy beyond measure um rest in peace to john witherspoon man you will be missed and um man that's that's really sad <clears throat> really sad but um i'm gonna move forward you have a lot of shit going on this week right particularly with um people in the entertainment um news or whatever so listen amanda seals went on the breakfast club i have a love hate with amanda seals and and it's not necessarily i'm not even gonna say hate it's more so like a a side eye look at her totally different from what i did before um there was I don't necessarily know everything because I don't know her personally and I don't know you know how certain situations may have played out but I watched how she explained how she was kicked out of the Emmys party and really in in an interview I've never seen Amanda vulnerable ever in terms of you know her post or anything like that I often see her you know speaking her truth about things that are going on you know from a black person's point of view um from a black woman's point of view and I'm I'm always rooting for that because a lot of black women don't get the representation that they need particularly black men we don't either but black women don't get the representation that they need they're always perceived to be angry black women and that's how people view her um people always you know disregard her and because she's been in the industry for a while so I, i i took the time to listen to the interview and one of the things that she spoke on um was her feeling as though she was helpless in that one moment when they were kicking her out you know she was surrounded by people of her color and she didn't feel you know like they cared and Charlemagne kind of picked at it like 
you were in a space where you should have been safe, but you weren't safe. And she said, yeah, you know, and you see, you know, her crying or whatever. And a lot of times <clears throat> the people, um, y'all got this damn net in my goddamn face. Get, get your ass out the way. Anyway, um, Charlemagne, um, was picking at her, not picking at her in terms of like talking shit about her or anything, but just trying to pick her brain and figure out certain things that had happened that night. Um, many people had accused her, um, co-stars from Insecure for not standing up for it, particularly DJ Envy. And she was just like, I don't know where that came from. Like, I never said that they did not, um, support me or anything like that they were nowhere to be found they weren't there around me they didn't see what was going on so i can't make an accusation like that and um because initially i'm just thinking to myself like wow like Issa Rae, i don't really see them like in in the past seasons you normally see them taking pictures and shit like that promoting and stuff like that and i don't really see that as often but i think that sometimes we have to, and I'm not saying that the person who told her that she was not welcome there was in the right. I don't think that motherfucker was right. She should have been able to get in there. But at the same time, you have to understand this. If you're not welcome in a certain space, you you do you jet, you get the fuck on down, and you live up with that, and you be like, hey, you stand your ground regardless, and keep it moving. Don't fight the system like that because listen, motherfuckers don't care. They honestly don't care. Yes, speak on it. Yes, address the issue. But don't feel like you have to secure your space because you're around black people. Because in all honesty, we all really, some of us support one another. I'm not going to say all of us don't. But a good some don't support one another like they should. So I don't know why she felt obligated to even stay there to be quite honest because i would have just jet like fuck the motherfuckers hell no Mm-mm. no and of course you have uh kanye west he's supposed to be going to baton rouge which is shocking to me man because i'm just like okay kanye with the yay all right I don't, I don't have nothing against Kanye. I think his, um, I haven't listened to his album. I, I'm going to be quite honest. I have not listened to it. Probably one day I'm going to build up the guts to do it. But as of like the last couple of albums, actually the last four albums that he's put out, I haven't really thoroughly listened to them like I normally would, um, the, the previous albums, but I just don't. I don't feel the need to, if that makes sense. But, um, hey, I think that, you know, whatever he's trying to do, if he actually found God or whatever he did, if he feels that he has found God, hey, to each his own, it's none of my business. Um, hey, out of sight, out of mind with that one. Um, your boy Bernie Sanders. So there was a, um, <laughs> There is a a clip going around of Bernie. Um, I think he was at the Second Step Presidential Justice Forum. Yeah, yeah, he was there. And a black student 
stood up and said, hey, um, how should um, he handle getting pulled over by a police officer? And how it was worded, it has been like it was switched around because I listened to it. But basically, Bernie replied by saying, um, you know, you need to respect the officer so you don't get shot in the head. And listen, listen, listen. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I'm not saying that you are supposed to not stand up for your rights. But in that moment, you need to be thinking, how the fuck am I going to get out of this situation? I need to comply and get on down and make my complaint later. Because oh, in record what the fuck is going on. But don't be an adjective because, listen, these motherfuckers will shoot you for anything. Like I said before, when a person got pulled over in Mississippi, um, I think some months ago when he got pulled over and he was saying his shit about hey why you pulling me over why you pulling me over and he was kind of resisting a little bit they could have shot him in that moment you don't give them enough power in that moment to do anything like that i wouldn't allow it so i would just say sit down you know relax chill out until you get out that situation and go on about your business now so many people have been going in on Bernie. So many people were saying, Bernie, we were rooting for you. Um, He was wrong. This, that, and the third. I don't, he trying to catch my vote and he's saying it like that. Listen, y'all really need to think about these things. These are people that are going around shooting people. Just casually shooting people often. You really need to think about what is going on. And what you put out there, you might want to piggyback up and just chill out. Don't resist these motherfuckers. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's all I can say. And not to think, not to say that politicians aren't saying things to piss people off because Joe Biden, he's done some crazy shit too. But just just be cautious of the things that you say and do around these people. Because they will explode on your ass. So this is a little entertainment because, listen, I watched this show, Growing Up Hip Hop. Some reality show. And it, <laughs> it really details the life of... Um, was was Ja Rule and um, Irv Gotti from Murder Inc. Because they're trying to um, get some type of concert started, and Irv has been like sleep bashing Ashanti or whatever for not being supportive of him when he was indicted for um, some crazy shit that happened back then. I don't really know the details. But it came out, which was old news. This, I think, this is what I think. Some old news we were privy to already. We done probably forgot over time. But the the old news that we have, 
so many people don't realize that it's been out there for years. People just don't look it up because they don't really have, they really don't want to. So when they see it on social media, oh my gosh, I didn't know that shit. Listen, some of this shit is old. It, everybody knows that Irv and Ashanti were dating, messing around. Shanti was messing around with Irv while he was married. His wife said some shit about it um, on the show. Ex-wife, by the way. And I was just like, how, a lot of motherfuckers are shocked by this shit. Like, it's been going on. If you listen, listen. Some things is some things are already out there in plain sight. You just you really have to take note of what the fuck be going on. People really just be gapping their damn trap just to make an impression. But listen, that shit is old. People really need to take more of a look in terms of how they look at their resources versus just spewing out shit. And then Irv is stupid as fuck for even putting that out there because don't nobody really give a fuck no more. Like, it was out there, it's done, it's done. And just to see how he has been bashing this girl, it's crazy as fuck to me. Crazy. So, y'all, I know y'all done heard about what happened um, with the two guys who were arrested in Philadelphia. I think one of them was Q. But um, two of them were arrested at a Starbucks and of course they weren't doing shit they were in there chilling having a good time doing what they normally do so let me tell you the regional manager who actually pushed these motherfuckers out motherfuckers these men out of the place because i don't know if y'all remember starbucks was trying to cover their ass they made sure that um they did racial sensitivity trainings and all shit, all types of shit. But listen, they fired old girl, of course, as they should have. This motherfucker right here, this, and I'm and I'm saying this girl, this woman, had the nerve to sue Starbucks for racial discrimination. How? 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 How in the fuck do you sue? Starbucks for the very thing that you do. Listen, she stated that if she had not been white, she wouldn't have been fired. Listen, y'all, people like that, this is proof where people feel as though they're victims when they're not. Ain't no way you thought that you were a victim in that moment. You you really sound stupid as hell thinking that you're trying to convince people of the fact that you didn't do anything wrong. Motherfucker, you did wrong. You were dead A S S wrong. You're stupid. You're stupid, young lady. Stupid as hell to think that it is okay to casually do that shit. But neither here nor there. Y'all really gotta get it together. That was I can't get over that. You can't think that you're gonna get away with no shit like that. Stupid ass. Mm-mm-mm. So, um, one of my students put me on game about something. She was talking about Forever 21. And I, because I've been seeing a lot of people um, post about them closing multiple stores. 
and she talked about I don't know how true it is, but I'm gonna tell you about my about my students. But some of my students they come to me about some real shit that I don't know anything about. But she's into fashion or whatever. So she put me on and she said, Listen, Forever 21 was a boutique in California and they jump started by opening up several stores um on the west coast and then all of a sudden they felt the need to open up multiple stores as they went on but she said that um the more stores they opened the more they realized that they were really pushing out stores when they didn't have the customers and and I said, so what happened to the customers? And she told me she was just like, they went to the internet. Um, internet is cheaper, so they don't have to go shopping physically at the store. They don't have to worry about all that. And then people who are plus size, they don't have their sizes available to them in the stores. And she was like, a lot of people who are black. And she said, think about it. They don't have the same size um as your regular person i guess (laughs) she said regular person i was like well anyway i looked at that and i thought about it i was like that's true to an extent because like my size is definitely not in no goddamn store i got a purchase online but she told me she said listen when you purchase your size half the time it's actually not your size she told me and which i knew about this because listen i bought a couple aso shirts and no motherfuckers were tight and i knew i had I knew I know my goddamn size and all of a sudden I would have to purchase double my size in order for me to fit the product so I'm just like damn like she's putting me on game about some shit so she told me she said um even Victoria's Secret she said this goddamn that y'all I don't know where it came from listen you, you hear my crazy ass trying to get this motherfucker net trying to kill it but the motherfucker keep flying away duh but yeah um she told me she said victoria's secret started out as a clothing store that men went into for the purpose of buying lingerie for their significant other and as time went on um people started allowing the women not necessarily allowing women, but women begin to present a power in terms of their body. So they went in there and they started purchasing on their own. Because you don't really see men going in there. But she started talking about how um, how Victoria's Secret always... Excuse me. I'm just fucking up right now. Victoria's Secret always has like token people. Um, of course you have token black people. Um, and she said you have now, um, transgender women getting involved. And she said, but you don't see any women who are plus size. And she said what they consider to be plus size is a size 10 in women. And she was just like, that's not a, that's not plus that's plus size it to a modeling agency but in reality that's not a plausible size because you when you when you think about it you have women who have different types of shapes and shit like that and i was just like man you put me on game but i see why 
now Forever 21 is like chopping down. They don't got enough. Uh, they don't got enough people. They don't got enough customers going in and doing what they would normally do in terms of purchasing things for them. And I don't blame their ass when you have online resources. Hell no. Hmm. So, you got your uh, Iggy Azalea. Know y'all know about that. Her and T.I. have been going back and forth for a couple weeks now. But T.I. has really been going in on her and talking about how once she got into the league of um, gaining white consumers, she switched up. She changed. She went from being, oh, I'm strictly hip-hop to... Hey, I'm 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 better than that now. But anyway, Ti has went on his rant a couple times or two about his position in it, and Iggy has also you know put out you know this man has changed in terms of his position about how he felt about her, which I believe too. I think there's some some underlying issues um, when it comes down to that, but. What's amazing to me is they tried, and, I'm, and this is really what happened a couple years ago. I don't know if y'all remember, but they were trying to, um, this whole situation, let me start with this. This whole situation about Iggy Azalea being brought up comes from some tweets that Carter B had made. And saying that um, you only had two females out at one point and only one kept it moving in terms of her career. And Iggy is not really out there like talking about it anymore. But what I feel as though happened is T.I., he cool people. I think that he really, you know, to some extent supports the black movement because there are some things that I look at and I'm just like, uh-uh, ain't no way that you support black people when you're doing some of the shit that you be doing. And, and it's, it's more so stupid shit that he be doing, like, for instance, the boycotts and shit like that. But neither here nor there. He went on and bashed his girl and she caught him up on some things that he had did in the past. Listen, you were riding for this girl when people were trying to um, start a beef between her and Nicki Minaj and listen what's crazy is is that he really <laughs> was not up for no oh, I'm supporting black people now you, you just slipped the script because she didn't do what you wanted her to do and you just gotta be you have to be careful of those type of people people will defame you no matter what type of season it is you don't just cross people in terms of talking down on them just because you feel that they don't do what you want them to do. Just be aware of how you treat people and keep it moving. You ain't got to be worrying about these motherfuckers. Just just be cognizant of what you do and keep it moving. So, I want to talk about Angela Yee, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Gucci Mane. I know y'all done seen the interview where Gucci Mane went in on DJ Envy and Angela Yee over that little situation where he said, she said, basically. And 
Charlemagne is <laughs> is one of those people who is unbiased. He's crazy as hell. There are moments I don't like his ass, but at the same time, I do give him credit. He is a professional in a sense where he gets the job done. He's not tuned in on trying to root for somebody or make somebody look great or anything like that. Because I look at some of the interviews, because I used to listen to it all the time. The Breakfast Club, I was a a person that listened to that that show all the time. I don't really listen to it as much because I don't really have all the time to listen to it. But I listen to how Angela Yee, and they jokingly say shit about one another. And, you know, it would give the question of, damn, like, you would say some shit like that or you would talk about your homeboy like that. But either, neither here nor there, he did his job by interviewing this guy and he did a great job. And so, Angela Yee, of course, has a problem with it. She doesn't feel like um, Charlemagne was being a great, I guess, friend in that matter. I just think that, you know, when you're doing your job, you're doing your job. Regardless of what anybody has going for you, if he didn't talk bad about you, he doesn't have to really defend your character because he doesn't necessarily be around you all the time. And... It's his job. It's his goddamn job. And she was informed about it. She knew that he was going to have the interview. She kept backpedaling on it um, on some morning show. And I just, I'm amused by it because now it's like, I think she done followed him and all types of shit. You just got craziness going on. People don't understand that regardless of if you got a problem or not with an individual does not mean that you spew that 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 problem onto somebody else just because they didn't do what you want them to do. It, no, it don't work like that. And you have to be cognizant of it. You have to be cognizant and keep it moving. Keep it moving. So, of course, I got to end on a history note. History is really interesting. Sometimes we have moments where we just like, hey, you know, <sighs> you know, it's, it's it's sometimes just one of those things people just get so antsy about. Like, oh my gosh, why we gotta talk about history? Why do we have to talk about history? Because history is important. So many people be like, history repeats itself. No. History does not repeat itself. There are so many situations that occur over time. Maybe similar, but things change over time. And one of the things that I want to talk about is... um, What is it? (laughs) There was a show that I was watching on YouTube not too long ago. And... um, Y'all, I was amazed... I was amazed by it. Um, it had um, Lester Maddox, who was the former governor of um, Georgia, right? He was on the um, Dick Cavett show. It's an old show that um, that most people probably don't know about, but anyway. 
the show was like a modern day podcast situation. You had a lot of people go on there and they would, you know, talk about certain situations, um, current events, things of that nature. And um, in this particular episode, it had Jim Brown in it. And I was like, kind of, I had saw it in passing a couple times, um, but I never watched it. And I finally sat down and watched it, and I realized who this person was. So apparently, Lester Maddox was a stunt segregationist, and he did not really go in for integration at all which was known he owned a business he owned a little cafeteria downtown atlanta um i think it was near the campus of georgia tech but anyway when they were trying to do um when they were trying to integrate i think he ran out of his establishment with a axe handle to I guess harm people for trying to integrate his place. As a matter of fact, he was so adamant on not serving black people that he shut down his business, which was successful because it was around the corner from the campus. He shut his business down for the sake of not integrating. That was crazy as hell. But anyway, Lester Maddox on the show, and I actually did some research on this guy. He actually bought in, um, I said bought in, Lord, brought in some black people to be a part of his cabinet. Um, and he was, his thing was, <laughs> he wanted people to be in position based off of merit, not of color, which was some bullshit because it was obvious that he picked these individuals to be a part of his cabinet because he was black. So, I think um, Jim Brown is talking about black issues that are going on in the South and things of that nature. And he was so adamant that color, all people of color have issues. All people are poor and things like that. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, this dude has the same mentality as some of these people who have the the thought of all lives matter same thing and i'm thinking to myself like people really don't draw in the connection it's not a repeated cycle it's the same thing it's a connection between great granddaddy granddaddy daddy son or daughter you know what i'm saying it's the same connection people have been teaching individuals to think like this for a long time and it just didn't pop up out the blue but the guy just was so adamant and um i think jim brown was like um something about bigots how do you feel about bigots and stuff like that who support you and he was like what and the cabot was like well jim brown said how do you feel about you know, people who support you, who think, and in some sense or another, the message was misconstrued because Lester Maddox went slap off. He was going crazy. He was acting as though the motherfuckers had said that he was a rapist or some shit. He went crazy, went crazy. As a matter of fact, demanded that they apologize and was just wilding out. So, this is the craziness that occurred following his whole um, term as governor. 
this man served four years and in georgia you have i think at that time or i don't know if it's changed or not but at that time you could you know go in for four years and i think you leave term and then come back it wasn't a consecutive eight-year term you could come back after your four after a certain individual four time was up four years time can't get it out four years term was up so the dude lester maddox went and ran for lieutenant governor after he ran and actually got governor so he became lieutenant governor under um what is my guy name lord what is my guy name <laughs> he's the oldest president he is the oldest president hold on y'all forgot the dude's name that quick i am fucking up y'all fucking slap up hold on just a second oldest president now well, who was this guy name Jimmy Carter. He was the lieutenant governor for Jimmy Carter, who was a modern liberalist. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was modern. He was, you know, in the mix. He wasn't too too keen on all the shit that Lester Maddox was, and that caused them to have a little beef going on. But just to see how this man was treating this, y'all have to watch the, the 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 interview. People have the same mind frame. We all matter. We all count. We all have a issue. We do have our own problems. We all do have problems. And it's not to say that Black Lives, you know, is just a spew of hate or anything because it's not it came out of the fact that people were not recognizing the fact that black people existed we were invisible and now we're trying to regain our sense of self and it's like now that we're trying to get that back get that power back many people don't want that many people look at that as a way of oh my gosh it's wrong it's wrong the reality is people got to really come with time and be cognizant of change and be willing to open their eyes and see the issues that are going on rather than try to strike down at people who are trying to change things for the better for the better good of the United States of America I guess teachers on we 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 have our own problems but yeah people got to be more cognizant of what fuck they put out here especially with these crazy ass kids right right so yeah um that's it with the, the um the entertainment history news segment i know it was kind of long and drawn out but shit i had a lot on my goddamn chest and i had to let y'all know i had to let y'all know i love y'all i love y'all y'all stay tuned stay tuned So when I was 20 years old, I went and got a tattoo and it's on my arm and it states, 
if you don't live for something, you'll fall for anything. And I didn't think about it until years later. I was like, what the fuck? I meant to put, if you don't live for something, you'll die for anything. But um, I thought about it in my little creative mind. And I said to myself, hey, there's a spin on it when you think about it. Because living for something, you can fall for anything sometimes. You have the ability to make a living and you want to make sure that you have everything in line and you can fall for any example to live your life but you can only live up to the best of standards and your expectations not nobody else's and I think on um my grandmother in particular I love her and me and her were having a conversation and I asked her um, what was her plan once she graduated from high school and I don't know why I was expecting something big and elaborate but I she told me she said listen I dream to be married have my own house have kids and that was it and I got that and I looked at her and I was just like really and she was like yeah I didn't I didn't have a plan to move and I said so you never had a desire to leave this area she said no I always wanted to live here she was just like, it wasn't too much. It was a great place to be. And I don't know. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, well, I I just, I couldn't imagine living like that. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that the way that she lived was just a horrible life, because it's not. I think that, you know, she was a great example of what a mother and what a wife should be. I watched my grandmother really do her thing for so long you know what I'm saying um making sure I was okay my grandmother was the epitome of a woman you know what I'm saying and I will always be indebted to her because she filled in where sometimes my parents didn't feel in you know what I'm saying and she stood up for me countless of times and she always nurtured me and loved on me no matter what and so I never needed for anything when it came down to her she was always willing to give to me and and it's like that to this day like literally I go home and I see her and she's willing to give me her last and I think on my dad my dad has the same mentality my daddy will give his very last dime or the very shirt on his back to make sure I'm warm or there are things to this day the little things that I notice in him that I see that was instilled in her um by her mother and I was just amazed at you know how much she's worked but um I always thought to myself I never wanted to be in a position to think that my life was less than in terms of not trying to succeed no matter what 
one of my coworkers talked about this today. It was crazy. Um, she mentioned that she would never buy um what is that thing? She would never purchase anything for somebody for their um baby shower or anything like that. And my co other coworker asked her why. And she said, Well, one, a lot of people do not recognize people for going to school, for doing the things that they what is the word? Doing the things that would make sure that they didn't have to depend on anyone. She said she went to school. She was able to maintain her um, GPA, able to receive her bachelor's and master's and own her own home. And she did it on her own. She didn't do it with no man or anything like that. She was set up in this world. And so I think on that sometimes and I'm just amazed because sometimes people really put a standard on what you should be living like by a certain age. And I'm often amused by that because some people don't really see the drive in other people. They just instantly think you're supposed to be at this level and you are supposed to do this and you are supposed to be doing that. Rather than thinking, hey, this person is doing his thing or she's getting it because she wants to be, you know, great at what she do. She wants to be powerful. She wants to get into her career before she starts, you know, trying to engage with um, a male or he's trying to get himself established so he can be a great provider or a great husband for her or whatever that may be. You know what I'm saying? So many times people look at things instantly and they think, time is running out you are supposed to be doing this so they instantly jump the gun by assuming that they are supposed to a get married um start a relationship have a child because they think that you know maybe this is the time to do so because i'm 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 getting older and i should be doing this but in reality it shouldn't be like that Excuse me. I had a friend like this. She told me she was just like, she hates getting on Facebook and stuff like that because um, she she sees that people, they're having children. A majority of my classmates from high school, they have kids and they're married. They have the whole nine yards. But I had to remind this individual, I was just like, hey, you are successful. You have what most people don't have. You have a career jumper. You are doing your thing. And she was just like, but it's depressing to see. You know? So many times people are telling you that you have to have something before this age. And it's just depressing as hell. And I I don't know. I don't get into all this shit. Like, people be coming up to me, when you gonna get married? When you gonna do this? I have an idea of when I want to get married. I have an idea when I want to propose. But at the same time, if it doesn't happen, it don't happen. It's not going to be the end of the world. Although, I do intend on being in a long-standing relationship that will lead up into marriage. I plan on all of that, you know what I'm saying? But things don't work out like that often. You have hiccups. You have things that occur. 
and you have to be able to balance it all and be prepared for what's to come sometimes people just jump the gun to settle for things that they know damn well they don't want to be involved in and one of the things i realized is like being a parent being a parent takes a lot of responsibility and i know damn well right now in my life of you know being almost 27 years old two 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 I got um, a couple more days to be 27 until I turn 27, excuse me. But it's just like I have moments where I'm just like, I am still selfish in that I want to do things without having children right now. I still want to be able to live my life to the best stand of what I want to live it, live it without having to be responsible for the life of somebody else right now. And I pray on this sometimes. I pray on it. I prayed that, Lord, I thought I saw some crazy-ass book. It was some plastic. Anyway, I prayed that God will allow me to one day be a father and be responsible and have a healthy child in the future. And I pray that he gives me, you know, these things. I pray on it, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm not eager for it, you know what I'm saying? Not right now because I know that I have a lot of growing to do. And I see so many people who have had kids earlier on and they don't have some, not all, because some parents, they're getting it, they're doing their thing. But some parents, they have to make sacrifices and some, you know, just outright don't give a fuck. They rather do the things that they did prior to having the kids rather than just sit down and think, hey, I need to be responsible. I need to calculate my next move for the betterment of my family and i saw that in my mama my mama was like that you know what i'm saying i don't see too many people like my mama and my mama was was one of a kind you know my mama was hard pressed and she did what the fuck she had to do you know what i'm saying and a lot of people don't notice my mama worked and she grinded no matter what and many people can speak on that many people may not like my mama because my mama was getting it and she has this whole mind frame of hey i don't give a fuck i'm gonna get it regardless what you gotta say about that shit if you got something to say you got something to say my mama was that type of individual she got it no matter what and she taught me like you gotta have that mind frame of hey i gotta go get it if i'm good at it i'm gonna have it you know what i'm saying and she taught me how to be that way she taught me to not depend on so many people and not to rely on the hopes of trying (coughs) (coughs) excuse me i don't know why i might need to take a little cough drop well yeah she taught me how to be you know independent and be willing to take a chance and understand your worth i recall there are decisions that i made that have not been the best but they have been in the best interest of me there was a particular time i was working and i hated the job and i quit the job without having a job but i had secured a spot believe it or not and in doing so I had um, found another job, and it was seasonal. I didn't, I didn't necessarily get a full or part-time job. 
and somebody got fired for some crazy shit they did and I got the job and it wasn't the best job it wasn't a job that I got paid galore money but at the same time it was a job you know what I'm saying and I was grateful for that and I, I did what I had to do now did I work all the time hell no Mm-mm. no but something that I knew for myself and for the sake of myself I was gonna get it regardless fuck all this shit fuck worrying about Sometimes you have to think about the future and you have to be cognizant, but you also have to be cognizant of what's going on in your life. Do you have the funds to properly do this? But I was not finna sit here and settle for a poo ass job. So I went up and up and up and up. I got out of retail. There were moments I was having to work and doing things I didn't want to do. But you know what? worked and I worked and I worked until finally I got into mental health I worked like a motherfucking slave when I was doing it man I worked like a slave and I ain't lying they had me really dealing with some some of the worst kids really I had to deal with that and I, because I knew how to deal with them I had dealt with kids like that for a long time I had encountered people like that and I knew how to converse with them because that was my reality you know what I'm saying but in talking to them <clears throat> I was able to understand a lot about other people so many people were settling they hated the job they had been there for 10 plus years and they had been working and they had been working and they had been working and I was just like how can you be at this place for so long and you haven't got a raise there was a woman there she had been working there for 18 years I think <coughs> and she had not received a raise since she got there and I was just like what the fuck ain't no way Ain't no way I would stay at a job and not get no raise like that. And I started working more and I went up into another position, but I got less pay. I hated it, but at the same time, it was my reality. I worked, worked, and I decided, hey, you need to go back to school. You need to find something that you enjoy doing that you can make money off of, that you can say, hey, at the end of the day, I accomplished something and keep it moving. And that's when I knew I wanted to get into education. And that was hard because I was trying to get in education for a while. People weren't hiring me. People were, people that I expected to have my best interests in terms of helping helping me with getting a job were not helping me. And so I was just like, you know what? You have to find a way in and you have to be responsible for your life rather than trying to expect that people will do for you. So I went on ahead and I applied and I applied and all of a sudden, by chance, um, I had communicated with one of my friends about a program, got into the program. I gave y'all the story about all this shit. But listen, the point that I'm trying to make in this small moment, you can't settle for average. If you want more out of life, 
you gotta work to get there. You have to excel to get there. And there are things that I feel that I have to work on myself, but at the same time, I wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to settle for a blank security blanket. Does that make sense? A blank security blanket. It doesn't exist. Why would I look for that? Why would I want that? Why would I want to settle for something that I know for myself and for my sake, I'm not going to benefit off of? Hell no. So I moved up and I worked harder. Same in terms of relationships. So many people get so engulfed in marriage and trying to make an impression. I I can't get down with that shit. And this is the funny part about it. The, the the people that you're trying to impress don't really give a fuck about you at the end of the day. You can be popping out kids all day long, but you are going to be responsible for them. Not the these motherfuckers. They don't give a fuck about that. And also, thinking that a relationship is the end-all, do-all, it's, it's not like that. It takes time and it takes a lot of work. Is it hard? Sometimes it can be, but... It's manageable. People don't know how to get in and dive in off of trying to see their best interest because they think that people are, oh my gosh, people are looking. People, people are going to think that I, people are going to think you're failing. People are going to think that you're not worth it. People are going to think that you are not perfect. And that's the thing. So many people felt in my lifetime have felt like I portrayed to be perfect. I never thought that I was perfect. I never assumed that I was perfect. I just knew that I was better than just sitting off my ass not doing shit. I knew that I needed to get up and I needed to get some things done before trying to jump the gate and do things that other folk were doing. So marriage I have seen so many people get married to people they don't know I've seen people invest in people that they don't know and they expect so many results from them they expect people to oh my gosh I expect people to do on what I want them to do or you expect change and people do change but not because you want them to some do some are willing to go the length of time for you but some the majority don't give a fuck about changing unless they need to in their mind they need to why would you allow yourself to wait on somebody to change and then give up your hopes and dreams just to make sure that they're okay when you are not okay I think that a lot of people need to start thinking about the case of you and the case of trying to be an exceptional human being rather than trying to be a showcase for other people. I don't get that, man. I really don't get it. Why do people feel like they need to settle? I don't know. There are so many things that come in mind. I think that people are insecure about their reality they might feel like they have nowhere else to go and they feel like they have to please other people they might even feel like they have 
did all of the attempts on life, but they haven't got there. <laughs> I don't get it. And then you have other people who are in toxic, and I mentioned this earlier in a couple episodes ago, people stay in toxic situations because they are so accustomed to it. They don't see the, the, um, they don't see that it's not a normal situation. They just think that it's, it's cool. We've been doing this for years. It's not a problem. No, it don't work like that. If you want something to see, you have to be willing to do the work behind it. And a lot of people are just wallowing through thinking that things are supposed to be a certain way. But they're not doing anything. They're just sitting up there and acting so normal. <sighs> like it's so normal. No, it is not normal. It's not cool. And it's not a good it's not a good example to be setting for people who are looking to you. But again, hey, reminder, hey, everybody should not be expecting to be an example or be the role model that you expect them to be. You have to be willing to go and do it yourself. Do it yourself. Um, another thing that I've noticed in settling is that... <laughs> People convince themselves that it's their reality. And, you know, things are supposed to be this way. Like, for instance, some women might feel like they need to stay in situations where they're getting their ass towed up. Or he might be feeling mistreated because she does not um, appreciate him as much. Or he's not. You know, it's, it's so much that goes along with it. But I, I, I guess it's the thought that losing somebody, the fear of a death, because there are so many examples of death, death of a relationship. I guess it's that people feel like they don't want to lose out. No, you keep it moving. The friendship thing is the same way. You you have to keep the idea that you have a purpose to serve and just to sit here and drive yourself rampant just to please somebody else is it's not worth it at all. So I want you guys to think about this. Are you settling in any situation? Are you settling in your career, your job? Are you settling for trying to... <laughs> Um, be in a relationship with somebody who does not deserve you think about these things and you know look at it in a way that people would see you for who you are at the end of the day we all have growth that we need to accomplish and we'll get there but don't settle don't settle for less continue striving for the best no matter what and maintain your substance because you have it you have it and you are more than worth gold man you you are worth so much more than what you think in terms of if you feel like you don't have it you do man just live and be grateful in the moment and bask in the moment for a little bit but also think about what could happen if you utilize yourself to the best of your abilities and you're going to succeed. 
you're going to succeed and so many blessings will happen in your life but you have to believe man you have to believe so yeah enough of all the settling prepare yourself for greatness but be willing to open your mind to certain situations so that you can see your reality yay yay So, of course, you know we got to end with the whole of the week. Holy, observant, excellent. That's what we're doing. We're taking back the word. We're taking it back, (laughs) y'all. But anyway, we we have to acknowledge um, some great people. And one of the people that I want to acknowledge for the week would be Brittany Taylor. Brittany Taylor, um, I met her at Winn-Dixie one day. <laughs> we were literally um in passing. I think I might have been either at the register or whatever. But anyway, Brittany was um one of my customers. She came in and she never had her goddamn Win Dixie card. And I'll be sitting up there like, what the fuck, Brittany? But anyway, um over time she became one of my favorite customers because she was one of those people that always talked talk crazy as fuck but this is the crazy part she found out that i was an alpha and then she was like ballistic she was cool people always but she was just like hey da 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 she was always 100 always and always hilarious but she is a gifted individual she writes papers um and she you know will help you if you do need a paper or help with writing an assignment rather um listen those type of people that you want you you need to talk to you know what i'm saying because hell had i had known that she was writing papers back then i would have got out and been like hey come on now help me help me out now help me but um of course she has her business right now writing with britney and um you can get at her um, through social media and all that good shit, but she has her page. It's called Writing with Brittany, and you can reach her at Brittany B R I T N I dot Taylor. I hope y'all know how to spell Taylor, but I'm gonna spell it out for you: T A Y L O R zero nine at gmail dot com. Y'all hit her up, y'all. Y'all hit that up, y'all. Listen, listen. We, we, we need each other. Help each other. Grow with one another. Yeah. <laughs> but, y'all, for real, though. Um, get at her. She'll help you. Yeah. But, listen, it's not for free. This is not for free, by the way. We, we got to help each other prosper. So, yeah, of course, it comes with a fee. But, um, yeah, as I close, I want y'all to be reminded not to settle for less, no matter what. People are here for seasons and will give you opportunities. Take them and be reasonable. And when I say reasonable, allow God to manifest within your life in terms of giving him the plan that you have. Because he'll let you know if your plan ain't successful. Without God, it will not be successful. Allow him to do his work and allow him to be 
the provider that he is in your life. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and as I come to a close on something else I want to address, y'all, y'all go to my page um on Insta. I still haven't made my other pages. I got to get on this shit. I'm, I'm trying to become more a little active, but listen, I've been having a little problem with that because I'm, I'm you know, in between working and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, y'all go to my page on Instagram. I'm finna tell y'all where to go to first of all because it's very important. I want y'all to know where to go to. Um, it's at the T H E E B A T H R O M C H R N I C L E S. The Bathroom Chronicles. Yes, 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 yes. Y'all follow me. Um, and y'all can follow my personal page if you want to, if you knows if you want to. Hit it up. T H E E Black B A H. Yeah. And that's all I have for you guys tonight. Y'all be easy and be blessed. In the bathroom chronicle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>